Coming up on this episode, we begin with Catching Criminals on Camera, the best of the month of May, and an update on an old gadget. Then we get to the week's tech news, including Snap's Pixie Drone and yet another Twitter update. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 338, recorded May 2nd, 2022, National Asparagus Month. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who are thrilled to finally be celebrating National Asparagus Month. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy May. There's a whole Happy month. May. Absolutely, there are. May is is a whole bunch of things, but it is it is among them National Asparagus Month. That's cool. We just uh, had no, some asparagus uh, last week. We missed it. Oh. oh, well, listen, you still got a long month ahead of you. Plenty of opportunities. That's true. You know, set yourself up for success now. Uh, yeah, no, May is a, a lot of things month, in case you weren't aware. It's uh, correct your posture month. I'm uh, standing up straighter already. It's American Cheese Month. Ooh, uh, like that. Uh, it is uh, National Egg Month. Wow, you could make yourself a whole meal out of the food groups it's, there. Uh, well, and I keep going. It's National Salad Month. Perfect. It's National Salsa Month. The dance or the food? That, <laughs> that's actually a good question. I actually am going to click <laughs> through that. Uh, it's National Strawberry Month. Wow. It's National Hamburger Month. Oh my god! These a are lot of food. National things. Barbecue Month, and it is salsa the food, by the way. Nice. Just to confirm that. So yeah, a lot, a lot going on this month. And lastly, it is National Water Safety Month. So keep that in mind. Oh yeah. Well, even more importantly, May is the May plays host to the birthdays of sixty-six percent of the Don't Panic podcast hosts. <sighs> That's true, actually, Colby. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Um, I think we may have to replace Dan with somebody whose birthday is <laughs> in May. I just, I can't live with us, you know, right be, being this far off. Dan, can't don't take, take it personally. Anymore. You were just I born don't. this way. Uh, yeah. We kid. We kid. We've got enough May already. Yes, it is uh, two May birthdays here. Yep. Uh, so true. it's going to be a great month. Hopefully. So what is good, my friends? What's what's the real deal here? The deal most real. Let's let's break it down. I've Come on. Got, I'm, Give me. I'm completely empty, I think. I'm Come on. Scratching my head. What interesting thing possibly happened recently? <laughs> I don't know. I need a I need a new dock. I need Colby's dock. My uh, the I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but some USB C docks they don't have good Ethernet. Mine is one of the ones that doesn't have good Ethernet, and it's been mm-hmm. manifesting now as like sometimes my internet just slows down, and then I have to like rejigger all the cables, which is annoying. Uh, but all the docks are sold out. Can't get a dock. Mm. So. I, maybe I should just use Wi-Fi. I, yeah, well, Wi-Fi didn't you? Is... Uh, yeah, but you spent all that time wiring up your place, didn't you? Well, right up here in the corner is a wireless access point that is down here in the lower level. So, hypothetically, it should be pretty good. Mm, perfect. Yeah, so maybe you could try that. Yeah, I, I will try that. But it's annoying because, like, I guess I should take a photo. Where the heck is my phone? My phone's over there. But I have this beautiful Apple Studio display. And then dangling off of it, like, I don't know what to compare it to, like a growth, is this box with with a bunch of USB-A cables hanging off of it because there are no USB-A ports on it. So that's what you got to do. And I just, I don't, I'm not opposed to this. 
philosophically. I just now I need a dock that wasn't designed for a laptop. I need a desktop dock so it doesn't dangle. Uh, that's a tech thing that happened. I have a uh, I have something uh, crazy that happened. Whoa. Okay. And it involves technology. So uh, this uh, Saturday Saturday morning, there was a knock on my door. And I went to answer it. I actually was expecting a package. And it was some dude who I did not recognize. Just some dude. Stranger danger. Honestly, I should have stopped right there. And he, he was a very tall man. Um, and he was standing there. And he said, hey, I, I don't mean to bother you. You got a second? I noticed you have a bunch of cameras on your house. Which I do uh-huh. have several wise cameras around the perimeter of the home. I go, uh-huh, yeah. He goes, listen, I live... Uh, I, I live down the way here, you know, the house. And he kind of describes it. I know what house he's talking about. He goes, listen, uh, on Thursday, I was robbed. I said, what? What do you mean? Yeah, guys got in. They took like $100,000 worth of stuff, a bunch of jewelry, some Rolexes, which is immediately a red flag. I'm like, okay, this guy's a drug dealer. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> hell's Like, and second, I guarantee you know whoever took your shit. Like, you don't accidentally break into someone's house that has that much valuable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so right away i'm just like uber suspicious but i love that so he goes listen do you like have the footage from your cameras from thursday and so immediately i forget all the suspicious stuff and i'm like oh this is cool i'm gonna help solve a crime yeah Maybe. so Should i was be. actually i was lucky enough i scrolled back through the footage i did have it uh and i was able it took a while because he had another neighbor's ring doorbell camera the footage of the two cars. So he knew what cars to look for. Uh, And so I was able to scrub through the times that he knew they were there. And I actually saw both of them go by the house. Unfortunately, my cameras are the cheap wise cams. They're not high enough resolution to get a license plate, but I did at least have a timestamp and a video of them uh, leaving his house after the robbery. Wow. So this is, uh, you know, making up for the time you took your cameras off when your car got ran into. <laughs> right. Yeah, not nearly as exciting, certainly, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I can show you the. Uh, not that it's interesting to be watching the video, but there's the uh, there's the suspect zooming away, fleeing the scene. Get him! Get him! Get him! So, uh, so in that respect, it did something. You that's the one useful thing the cameras have ever done. So, I'm glad I could. Glad That's I great. It makes it all worth it. It honest. Listen, I'm a beloved member of the community now. Hence, right. hence my name in Riverside tonight. Your friendly neighborhood, Sean. So I'm here to help. Wow. So, um, also, don't come on my street because I am watching and recording you. <laughs> uh, at one point, I'm like, "Is it wrong?" And I'm like, "But it is a public street." But I also am recording everyone coming and going all the time. Like if I were if I were tech savvy enough, I would absolutely write some sort of software to scan the cars and AI match them so I could actually track like how often the same people go by. <laughs> but I I have I have enough other shit to do. So anyway, so that was my <laughs> exciting story. I never heard from the guy. I, I sent him the footage. I said, good luck, my man. I hope you find him. And I never heard anything after that. So highly, highly suspicious. 100%. He never said he went to the police. Never said he was sending him to the police. So immediately, I'm like, for all I know, I'm going to get the police to show up at my door. Yeah, that guy you gave the footage to, he used it to go kill the guys who robbed him or some shit. And I'm like, oh, no. I shouldn't have done that. So, um, so that, that was an oddball for me. And that's my um, story. Nice. Uh, my tech story is that I think we talked about on the show before I have an Apple, a series three Apple watch and it does the thing where the hard drive is empty, but it thinks that the hard drive is full. Awful. Worst thing about the Apple watch by far. Totally. Really what you want. (laughs) And which doesn't matter. I don't need to store stuff on my Apple watch, but it, it becomes a problem when you try and update the Apple watch because it's like, Oh, you need like 500 megabytes free and you have like, 479 megabytes free but you can't delete anything there's nothing to delete so the only way to do it is to like sometimes it works if you just restart the watch and sometimes you have to like fully like reset the whole watch and reinstall the software and i just fully gave up doing that because it was annoying 
But then the other day I got a notification that um, my Apple Watch and my phone were too out of sync. So they can't think it was like things are going to stop working. And the thing that has stopped working is the the ringer, like the thing where you press the like ping my phone button on on the watch. That doesn't work anymore, (laughs) which is really. And it sounds like you use that a lot. Oh, like three or four times a day. Now I have to look around my phone. I mean, look around the house (laughs) from my phone. I do lose my AirPods all the time. That that I have used the find my AirPods thing a yeah. number of times because they just fall out of my pockets into usually my couch cushions. Yeah. Now my understanding is that you can use your HomePod to do that same feature. That's true, isn't it? I've done that before. Did you ever lose your HomePod? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> thank god i'd be really worried yeah not geographically but the series been a little wacky temporally yeah spiritually the the other day we came back and npr was just playing on the home pod that's really thoughtful Ah. that's really polite yeah unprompted you need to uh it's just letting you know that you need some more culture in your life right you haven't been following the news enough. Here yep. you go. Hey, look, it could be worse. They could be they could be running commercials as you came in the house. You know, at least at least take it smart content. Oh, Colby, looks like you're home. Would you like some muffins? <laughs> I mean, well, I, but they would know you want mean? muffins because it's all you know. Because you had been googling muffins on your way home. Muffins near me. It's the way it goes. Muffins are us. Um, I actually had a question for you, Colby. I was thinking about you. I'm watching you. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking about you, and I wanted a tech gadget follow-up, if you don't mind, with your remarkable tablet. We had talked about it when you first got it, the e-ink note-taking tablet, and I was curious now, a few months later, your thoughts. I still use it. Um. Yeah, I I use it nearly every day. I think for notes, note notes and things, and a thing to scribble on. It's fun to scribble on. Um, it uh it works. The battery lasts a really long time, which is great. Much like and how do you Kindle. Yeah. how do you keep all the notes organized? I don't. My notes oh. are mostly garbage. <laughs> It's very, it's quite uncommon that I like go back and reference something from a day or two. So I basically just have one notebook that like every day I add a page to or two pages sometimes. It was just a daily note. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like once in a while I have like a specific thing that I have like some notes for, but I really don't like to spend very much time organizing my notes. Because they're garbage. <laughs> no, that's that's a great thing about digital. They're very easy to get rid of. I threw out a stack. I cleaned my office uh, the other day, and I threw out a stack of note cards about that tall with just random crap scribbled on them. Right. Right. It's pretty cool, though. It uh, it works better than you'd think it would. Okay. It's, it's well, that's an, like good enough. It's like that's an endorsement for any product. I think it's better than it's better for like tablet writing than like an iPad is. Sure. I haven't used an I, oh, any of the newer, I mean, it was a couple iPads ago, like the first Apple pencil I've used, but it's still like, it's better than that. But yeah, I wouldn't, if it sounds appealing to you, I would totally get one. It's good. Stuff. All right. Yeah. I was, it's, again, it's, I just fear it's one of those things where, Cause it's not like outrageously expensive. It's not cheap either. And I just fear like I would use it for a little while and get bored. Yeah. You know, and, and and like I said, the organization worries me because I really would want to group them by like topic and like, uh, like recurring meeting every week, like have running notes 
And so keeping all of the different, but some of it would be random notes that I don't care about and how to keep all that organized. There's like, so there's like files, there's like folders. You can have folders and you can have different notebooks that you put in the folders. Um, and you, there are like favorite, you can favorite things and they bubble to the top sort of. So, so there is some like, I feel like you can design the system you hope to have. Um, well, and I wonder if it has, cause I know people who really love, are you guys familiar with OneNote? My, the Microsoft, which thing? is Microsoft offices, like notes. Yeah. 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 yeah as part of office. Yeah, I've used that a little bit. Uh, I know people at work who just absolutely love it um, and who use it for everything. And I feel like that's a good, especially because we're, you know, all Microsoft integrated Outlook and, you know, the different apps. And I wonder, um, and it syncs to all of our computers. So Mm -hmm. I do wonder if that's an option with this. I think they, they have syncing via some, like they can connect to some of the like, Dropbox, Dropbox-esque client things. There's mm-hmm. also, there's like a thing, they have like a, some sort of cloud service that you pay more for that I have, but I don't fully understand what what the cloud service is. <laughs> what you're getting out of it? Yeah, like it, it wasn't well explained to me when I signed up. It was one of those like, oh, like pay $20 now and you can have this for a year or something. Yep. So I've had it for some time and I, I just don't I don't exactly know what it is, which is weird. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, didn't mean to distract us, but I was thinking about it the other day. They're yeah. so fa- God, Facebook ads are so smart. Nice. They know what I want to buy. I hate I that. The they keep sending me the damn tablet. Yeah, I definitely like I definitely had like two weeks at the beginning where I was like, really, it was very novel. And it was I was just like fiddling with it because it was fun. But like, I still use it even after after the the honeymoon period, you know. Well, I'll tell you the you know, the other thing I'm looking at, I love buying things. You know, capitalism is bad in most respects, but God, I do love buying things. That's why I don't have any money. Um, have you guys seen the solo stove? Yes. Is that an outdoor, like a patio stove? It is, but it's like supposedly, you know, it's like the fancy version of that. It's smokeless. Like it has some patented bullshit design where it's like this little steel jet engine looking thing. And it's smokeless. And I, uh, my, uh, one of my coworkers just got one. And he, and he won't stop bragging about how awesome it is. And I'm like, God, that d- would be great in my backyard. Laura's parents have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. My mom you... has one. It is. It actually works. Yeah. It's no joke. Yeah. It's like just taken off like crazy. Um. So anyway, that's the other. Maybe I'll get that instead of a, uh, a remarkable tablet. Can't set one of those on fire. <laughs> well, you probably can. You can only do it once, though. I'm just trying to decide. So I have a, uh, on my deck, I have, a, you know, like the canopies that you can buy and build. Uh, I have a steel one. That's, yeah, to- 100% steel. Uh, that's the new thing. Um, and I'm curious if I can put one of these under it. It's not enclosed on the side, so I think you'd get enough air, but I don't want to die of, like, carbon carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, are you willing to cut like a hole in the roof of your canopy? At, well, that would kind of defeat the purpose of a canopy, wouldn't it? <laughs> the point is to have a roof. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you can the thought. Make, like a little chimney, right? Yeah, I mean, again, this thing isn't very tall, and it'll vent out the sides. So I think it would. It might. I just need. You know, it's one of those funny things where I just need someone in a five star review to say they did it, and then I'm like, oh yeah, no, it totally works for that. Like I always do that when I buy stuff, where I have some weird use case, and there's one guy in the review who said, yeah, no, I did that, and it was, it was totally safe, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Wow. So there you go. Anyway, that might that might be it too. Do you guys have anything fun you're looking at buying with money? New socks. New. I just bought new socks. 
Be- because I, uh, mine, mine turned blue in the washer. I washed them oh. with new jeans like a moron, and they turned blue. Uh, but they were also nice. very old. I have these merino wool socks, but they, the, they're they extremely comfortable, but they don't last forever. And I've now worn... I've either worn holes or burned holes through them in the washing machine or or dryer. I'm not sure. Oh, no. That's exciting. I think that sounds great. What kind of a sock do you like? I like talk, talk to me a sock from Dan. I li- I have them right here actually. I like these. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Bombas merino wool socks. Wow, but those have a high. Those are tall. Those are sort of. Uh, yeah, mid cast well, hold down here in this half basement uh, thing. Do you is that uh, what you wear when you're mountain climbing? Yes, and they're also yeah they're also good for hiking because they wick the sweat away. Um, yeah, I like these socks. I don't know what else. That's about it. Okay, yeah. I, that's very fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> stay yeah that's that's all i i feel like at, you know as you get older your purchases they do get more exciting but they also get less exciting so like for instance like what if we were to buy a house what would that look like and it's like oh well it would be extremely expensive <laughs> uh so so maybe not buying random shit uh is a thing I should start doing. I should start not doing that. So yeah, yes, I agree. Buying a house is very expensive. Uh, yeah. And um, I was just reading today. Someone was like, "Hey, here's advice. You know, before you buy a house, here's advice. I wish I knew." And it was basically like, spend thousands and thousands of dollars of right after you've bought the house to do this forensic analysis, like hire. Uh, like the pest control company to come do a preventative maintenance thing on your roof and your walls and tell you where all the holes are. Hire these sewer people to come out and like put a camera down into your the line that runs from the street to your house and see, you know, how's it going? Are there going to be any problems there? Uh, and a bunch of other things. <laughs> it was very eye-opening. I was like, oh. So these these are just the things you do this is the money you spend just to know when slash if you have to spend even more money. Uh, it's like, oh, I have to replace the like the the whole sewer thing that goes from the street to my house. Like that's extremely expensive. I might not have to do it now, but I'll have to do it within the next ten years. So like, start saving up for that. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, don't panic. I I think will turn into a home improvement podcast more so than it already has even. I, I'm in favor of that. I, I continue to work on my home. We're, we're all we're all working hard here. I think it's great. There's a lot I to learn. change the uh, the don't panic button logo to just be a plunger. Oh, <laughs> Those they, red plunger. Although, again, I want to be careful. We don't tread on don't panic. It's organics turf. If we start getting into <laughs> yard care and stuff, you know, it's a slippery slope. Right. The lawyers are going to come out. Oh, they're brutal, man. They are brutal. Um. Well, guys, why don't we take this opportunity, unless you have anything else, to pivot on over to the news. While you're looking at that, I want to thank everybody who's watching us live right now on the on our live triple cast on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, um, including, guys, we have a new video viewer. Uh, they don't watch it live, but they do watch the video every week. My dad, who uh, I would not say is a podcast fan. He's not even a Facebook fan. He only has it so he can Facebook message people. Um, but he sees this come up in my feed and he watches it now and he says he likes it. So thank you for watching, Father. Um, maybe maybe we'll learn something Shout out to Sean's dad. Um, but with that being said, uh, guys, where what is story number one? We got a mix. We got a mix of them in here. Let's talk about the Snapchat drone. Yeah, you know when Snapchat does hardware, it's going to be wacky. And this is no exception. <laughs> Introducing the Pixie. Now, of course, on the show before, we talked about Spectacles, uh, which are their sort of sunglasses with cameras in them. Well, uh, Snap is back with a selfie drone. 
uh, it will. Uh, it's available now for two hundred and thirty dollars in the U.S. and France. Uh, it's small, light. Um, there's no controller. It just simply takes off and lands on an outstretched palm of your hand, and it uses six pre-programmed flight patterns that are accessible through a dial on top of the advice the device. Um, it weighs just 101 grams, so it's very small, very lightweight. The battery should last about five to eight flights. Um, there are extra batteries you can purchase for 20 bucks. It's a 12 megapixel sensor. You can shoot up to 100 videos or 1,000 photos uh, on the internal drive. It's synced wirelessly to the memory section of Snapchat where you can edit it and share it. Um, it uses a bottom-facing camera to take off and land from your hand. Uh, otherwise, it's a pretty simple device outside of that. Um, there's no gimbal camera. There's no fancy blades. Um, it's meant to be a pretty simple uh, device. It'll follow you around as you walk around. It'll do like a 360 pan around you. It'll do one where it just slowly backs away from you. It's got all these pre-programmed flight patterns um, that you can check out. And while we're uh, while we're discussing it, I will play the. Uh, I'll share my screen and play the video for the video viewers who can yeah, watch. Yeah, I'm along. looking at the video. Yes, this Verge video um, of of the device. I mean, how you'd say it's about the size of a of a note. Co- I mean, it's like a laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, it is about the size of a laser disc. You got it. You got it. Um, so I don't know. What do we? What do, What are our first thoughts on the Pixie here? Does it come with a sling? A sling case? Am I seeing that correctly? Uh, they have one. I don't. The article didn't say if it comes oh, with it or if it it's an extra it. purchase. The, the, it has a sling case accessory, at least. Yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. It it's a bit of a bummer. Like the the raw video that they were showing looked pretty like jittery. Yeah. Um, but it does look like it works, at least according to this review. Um, and I I love the returning to the hand thing. Like that's that's a very Apple like move. Yeah, putting the camera on the bottom, it's it's a pretty unique idea. It seems pretty I'm cool. still I'm confused about Snapchat's whole thing. I'm confused how they're still around and independent, but I guess grateful. Um, and I'm confused how committed they are to this hardware stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, I think, I don't know. I mean, it's all speculation. I would think that this thing probably didn't take an insane amount of money to develop. Like, the software, certainly, but hardware-wise, I don't know if there's a ton in here that's really ultra-proprietary. Um, and so, I think... You know, uh, Snapchat, I keep calling Snapchat, the company is Snap. They describe themselves as a photography or camera company. Hmm. That's where the the hardware comes in, along with, obviously, the app and the software. And I think if they approach it that as like a photography for the common man, so not high-end, not DJI, not high-end drones or Canon, high-end cameras, I do think there could be an interesting market for people who want casual photography but find their cell phones boring as a boring limiting way to do that now is if this were 50 bucks do i think they would sell a ton of them absolutely at 230 do i think it's a bit more limiting probably um but i definitely think they'll they'll certainly sell some yeah and so presumably you can export the video from snapchat that this makes yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Dan. I, I think the biggest loss is the quality of the camera and the fact it's not stabilized. The, the fact yeah. that it's fixed to the drone, so any shakiness in the drone is going to come in the video. Um, I, I think if they took this to two ninety nine and fixed that problem, I think it's a really great product. I, I just think for what you're getting, two twenty nine is is a little overpriced, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, this is cool though. I'm. Uh... I hope more people make things like this. This is the this is basically the better selfie stick. Yes, that's true. I agree. But this is this is the kind of pro, you know I I've talked about Wise on the show before, a company that kind of makes 
cheaper versions of popular tech products. Again, the, the company that comes out with this, where it's like 80% this good at one fifth of the price, I think could sell a lot of these. I really, really do. I just think same with the spectacles. I think if the spectacles were $99, I think they would sell a lot of them. Um, I just think these price points are just a little out of reach. Maybe they're before their time. Well, and I think maybe they're okay with that. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, the spectacles came out and then what? Five years later, Facebook came out with the Ray-Bans with cameras in them. That basically, as of today, don't do much more than what the spectacles did. (laughs) Right. So. I mean, I I walked by a, I I don't know what store it was, some sort of eyewear store and they had a big ad for like the meta glasses um but i certainly don't hear about the meta glasses anymore yeah i mean it's always that fine line of is it a real product or is it a proof of concept for something that's coming i don't know i mean i think i would say snap is smart to not go into the high-end drone market you know i mean that's saturated now, if I share my screen on here, will everyone else be able to see it? Yeah, and it'll be recorded. Okay, I was trying. I was trying to find the uh, Meta glasses, and so I Googled. Why is this thing acting weird? Oh, there we go. I Googled Meta glasses, and I was like, "Oh, this looks right." Meta glasses store. <laughs> What the Rule heck is the this? metaverse. Oh, this is awesome. This is like the top third of it looks like a a ride from Disney circa 2007. And then, oh, oh, got you got to subscribe to the newsletter, Dan. Got to subscribe to the newsletter. And then the bottom third is an ad about easy to use pet food topper. Oh, I guess this isn't part of the ad. So anyways, I tried to find I tried to 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 find these glasses and I couldn't find them. Oh, I think these are all like China knockoff bullshit. How do I find the meta glasses? What are they even called? Uh, they're not called the meta glasses. I believe they're just, if, I, I bet if you just do Facebook Ray-Bans. Facebook Ray-Ban. Ray-Ban stories. That's what they're called. Stories. Yeah, I know. Pretty weak. Boy, that's not a good product name. It wasn't even their idea. A new way to capture, share, and listen. It's cool, but now I'm looking at this Meta Glasses store, and I really want to buy some of this wacky knockoff shit. Goovis? You want a Goovis VR headset? Goovis. Goovis from our fine friends at Goovis. (laughs) I mean, they have like Vive. I think it's just like a reseller, but they have all these like you can get like the the. they say they have the Ray-Ban stories, but I don't know if they're the real ones. All right. What's the cheapest thing for the Ray-Ban stories? It would deliver next week, though. No supply shortage there. I can get a Pansonite VR headset for fifty nine ninety nine. Now, I'm not sure if that's Panasonic or Samsonite. I guess both. Hmm. This is great. All right. Very cool. So you go, that's Pixie. You can check out that Pixie.com. Doesn't sound like any of us are going to take the Pixie challenge. So I would think about it. If I was going somewhere cool, I would think about it. But I think much like Google Glasses, Google Glasses, the uh, I would be most worried about looking like a giant asshole using this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine watching someone with this thing? Yeah. Out in the park, just like standing there while it spins around them. I can picture it. <laughs> I, I was there, Sean. I was there. Yeah, you remember. Ten you remember years the ago. When everyone, when walking down the Brooklyn Bridge, it was like playing a limbo with 3,000 of your closest friends dodging all their selfie sticks. (laughs) Um, It's totally, it's going to be like a beehive 
there if this stuff takes off. But we'll be banging into each other. Yeah. I think that would be interesting Fighting. to see what happens when you have all these pixies, like hundreds of them all in one space. Well, one of the things well, one of the things the review said was mm-hmm. that the, the way the pixie works is it's actually it won't track anything other than a person. And won't track a dog or a car. It only track a person. And it actually doesn't do great with multiple people in the photo. It's really designed <laughs> to track one person. So I'm curious if there is a crowd with a bunch of pixies. God, you may walk off with someone else's pixie. I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Is there another story in here um, worth discussing? There's Apple's self-repair program. Well, weren't we uh, promised a, an in-depth analysis of of the... <sighs> oh right takeover i totally forgot about that um let's see okay i wasn't ready for this so my understanding (laughs) is that no pressure that uh last week was that last week i guess it must have been last week at some point when the news stories were like oh elon musk has bought twitter those headlines are kind of misleading but not really And so my understanding of what actually happened was Elon Musk went to, he acquired several promises of money. Uh, Like he said, I I will agree to sell this much stock in Tesla. And then he went to a bank and said, and this bank will give me this much money and use the rest of the Tesla stock as collateral so long as the price remains above a certain amount. So to actually cover the loan. Yeah. Um, and, and I have and, the exact numbers here, not to cut you off, Dan, if it's helpful. Yeah. Uh, it was it was uh, 13 billions in loans secured against Twitter, which means that if he doesn't pay them, the banks will own Twitter. Um, and a 12 and a half billion margin loan tied to the less Tesla stock, which means if it drops by more than 40%, they can demand the loan be paid in full um, <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So, so you know when you, you hear those private equity stories of like, oh, the you know Bain Capital bought Toys R Us and put five billion dollars worth of debt on it, and then they went out of business. Mm, sounds a little familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then he s- sent the board this offer, like, hey, I'll buy it for fifty four dollars and twenty cents a share, and here's how, and I and I I'm good for it. Here's the proof. Um, but. The other thing is, like, he isn't buying Twitter, technically. He created a company that he is the, you know, what's the word for something officer, the controlling officer or something. He's the only employee of and the controlling officer of this company. I think it was called X3. And then that company is going to be the one that actually buys, that is going to merge with Twitter because if you want to buy a company, I think you need to go through a bunch of other steps. Um, but if you're merging with a company, you don't have to go through any steps. So that's why it's a merger technically. Not a sale. Not really an acquisition. Uh, but then the other company is just going to dissolve and it'll just become Twitter. So it's effectively the same thing. But the, I was I was asking Lena all these questions like how, because I understand how how does it buying a company and taking it private actually work? Uh, because if you own the shares, so like if I used to, I don't have one anymore. I used to have a share in Twitter. Uh, but that thing can be taken away from me basically at any time. It turns out at the board's discretion and there's all these complicated rules about that. So like when you own stock, you don't actually own anything. Um, you, you, own uh, a piece of a company at the convenience of the company. Um, yep. And technically, so the other question I was asking is like a big part of compensation for all these high flute and Silicon Valley people is their stock options. And a stock option is, Hey, four years from now, I'll let you buy from the company, a Twitter stock at this specific price, which is hopefully lower than the market value of the thing. And then you could turn around and sell it and make money. And that's hence 
where you get these crazy, you know, total compensation packages. So I was like, what happens if someone buys your public company and takes it private? Uh, what happens to stock options? And I think the technical answer is they could just say, you're totally screwed. Um, and then all the co- all the employees would leave, and but they wouldn't have to fire anyone. But they, apparently they decided not to do that, and instead we're just like, we'll pay you for for your stock options for them in air quotes because they're not you know they don't have to do anything. But they, ele- or I don't know who they is. Someone convinced Elon Musk to uh, spend a bunch of money on on that part as well. So that's my understanding of what happened cool yeah you're basically right i mean that's and and of course this hasn't actually happened yet it's right right. the board has entered into an agreement to do this yes absolutely and i should mention the the remainder uh, i talked about the the two loans the remainder he's paying for out of his own money mostly from he sold about nine billion dollars worth of tesla stock yeah but my understanding, you know, is like there's basically no world in which this doesn't happen at this point. Um, so unless unless a human decides not to do it, there there's no like. Unless the Tesla stock drops 40 plus percent, there is no technicality on which this will not go through. <laughs> yep. Weird. So that's my understanding. I was I was listening to a very persuasive argument today. They, these people were not fans of Elon Musk. They were basically saying that Twitter probably shouldn't be a public company because it's not a very profitable company. And all the things that would make Twitter better are things that a public company would not want to do. Like, imagine if it's like, all right, Twitter, 10 bucks a month for everybody. Um, that would severely reduce the bot problem and the amount of trolls on the platform. But uh, Twitter wants to be able to make more than $10 per month on each user and have tons of users to achieve like the, the uber mega growth public company flywheel of doom. Uh, so they could never do that. But maybe now they could do that. You know, it's. Do I I have no guess as to what's going to happen with this guy in charge of the company. I really don't. Maybe you could make it really profitable. You know, I mean, he's listen, I don't think the man's very smart. He grew up a very rich young boy. He happened to invest in the right people. He basically stole Tesla from the guys who started it. I mean, more power. He knows how to hire smart people to, to see out a vision and turn his money to more money, more power to him. Maybe he'll do that with Twitter. I don't know. What I do know is that Twitter now has billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of debt on top of it. And that's always the scary thing with these types of deals. I mean, there was, a good example of when that worked was famously when Dell was uh, taken private, uh, which I'm going to, which at the time I think was the one of the largest deals of this type. Um, in 2013, Dell was taken private uh, for 25 billion dollars at the time, um, taking on an insane amount of debt to do so, and they ended up coming out stronger. Um, and then going public again, actually, after a while. Right. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on the optimistic side, but the leadership isn't what scares me. It's the financials that I just, I mean, I agree with you, Dan. I think at some point Twitter had to do something and change some things. And Twitter Blue was an experiment. And maybe new leadership will help. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. My, my biggest fear is this will make me get a life and, and I've done a really good job of avoiding that up to this point you know what I mean um, you know I don't I don't know if Phil Lopez is watching the show right now or he texted me and this is a total coincidence I don't think it is I think he's watching to a friend of the show Phil Lopez said Twitter should be a subscription when you pass a certain number of followers celebrity and corporate accounts get so much free marketing from Twitter Pepsi, Elon, or the Kardashians would pay up. So you only pay if you're famous. That's smart. Phil's a smart guy. That's a good idea. (laughs) 
that is a, a good thought. Uh, thank you, Phil, for that. And let me know if you are watching or that was just the wheel, world's <laughs> craziest coincidence. Um, I, but then again, he's texted me some weird things out of the blue. So um, stranger, stranger things have happened. Uh, all right. Well, guys, unless there's another news story you want to talk about, we can pivot on over to depicts. Picks, it's the part show where we just bring something we want to share with the world, and we want to share it with you guys. Guys, I'm going to go first, because I have the simplest. I have a lazy pick. One of the lazier picks I've ever made. And that's, it's playoffs time. Playoffs. Uh, it's the time of the year when when my two favorite sports, or two of my favorite sports, Phil says he's watching. Thank you for watching, Phil. I'm glad to have you in the U.S. again. Um, at least temporarily. Uh, it's my favorite time of year, because two playoffs overlap tonight. Uh, was the first night of the hockey, the NHL playoffs. The Bruins lost in their first game. Very disappointing. It's also, uh, we're in the second round of the NBA playoffs. So go watch some sports. Playoff sports is when shit gets really exciting. And uh, basketball is going to be a lot of fun this year. And I think hockey is going to be great too. So that's my pick. Go watch the playoffs. It's on basically every night. So find a game and enjoy. And go Bruins. And go Celtics. Or really any team. I'm just a fan of the sport. Um Okay, Dan, what are you playing? I'm playing a cool game called Inscription. Uh, Inscription with a Y. I think it's only available on Windows, which is a shame because it's a game that could work really well on anything. It's another one of these like deck building games, much like uh, Slay the Spire, which I think I picked a long time ago. Basically, you start off with like a simple deck and you move around this like map, linear map. You have to move forward, and each you know you play through these like little mini card games. And sometimes you get to collect new cards, and sometimes you get to remove cards, and and so on. Uh, and you go as far as you can, and then you lose, and then you play again next time when you feel like it. I don't know if there's an end to this game yet, but the cool thing about this one is it's like it's one of those meta games where there's lots of stuff that happens in the game that's very unexpected that breaks the rules so like there's this person sitting across from you who's playing like against you and they do crazy shit and they ask you to do weird things and sometimes your cards talk to you and you pick up a card and the card is like oh this is like a card with a personality and like it's gonna say stuff to me uh it's it's pretty fun and amusing inscription am i right that it's only on uh it is only on windows you are correct um so go get a windows computer then play this uh (laughs) overwhelmingly positive on steam so uh that is great inscription uh with the y that's great thank you dan uh and colby take us home what are we watching (laughs) you got a fun one (laughs) so there's a show on netflix called old enough which is I was told it's a collection of one segment from a Japanese like variety show. And and the, the premise, like the episodes are like, they're like 10 to 20 minutes long. Like it's not a really a full episode of a show, but it's basically just, uh, like in Japan, it'll be like, a Jap, a family will send it a child who is like usually like three and a half years old to do a series of errands around town by themselves. And there's a camera crew following them and filming the whole thing as the child, like, you know, walks like two blocks down the road and like goes to the grocery store and then comes back. Um, And it's, it's, it's very silly. It's, (laughs) it's funny to watch. Uh, it's a weird one, but if you need a little uh, a little break from all your, uh, you know, golden age of TV, TV. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no, this is great. Very fun and positive. I just uh, I just caught up on Moon Knight. Ooh, how was that? You know, I've been really not a fan of the Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus. I think they the episodes are too long and I think they're slow and I think they're kind of a bummer. I liked Moon Knight a lot. Actually, Oscar Isaac is out of his goddamn mind in that show. It's great. Um, and the pace is good. So actually, I would recommend it. Nice. 
Um, but this is great. Old enough on uh, Netflix. Check it out. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna watch these. There's awesome. a. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, episode eight is like a roller coaster of old enough. <laughs> That's a good place to start. I don't know if I would start there, but like, if you want to have Build an experience, episode Love eight it. is the one. Work up to it. Very good. Old enough on Netflix. Awesome. Hey, great picks all around. Some fun stuff for people to enjoy, pass some time with as we head into uh, as we head into May here, guys. Great episode. Great stuff happening over here uh, at the Don't Panic program. Uh, I hope everyone out there is having as good of a time as we are before we get into the info on the show. I cannot let us get out of here without mentioning uh, UpForDebate.tv, UpForDebate. Uh, great episodes, guys, being published this week. The USFL is back, and Matt and I go deep on the new league. We've watched the games. We've uh, evaluated the teams and their mascots and the rules, um, and we get animated. Uh, it is We get excited, and I'll tell you, it's hilarious. It's a really good one. You're going to want to check that out, um, and we have a lot of great episodes coming up in the future as well, so check that out. And I'm also told that Matt has a new secret podcast he's working on. Um that we'll be fans of here on the show and I'll be sure to cross promote uh, coming out in the next week or two. So something to look forward to on video games with some pals. So should be nice. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. And I know this cause a certain somebody is helping him produce it. So, um, but I'm not going to say who that is, <laughs> uh, but it's going to be great. So check those out. Of course, check out our website. Don't All the episodes are there along with the links to the picks. So you don't have to remember, you can go right there and check them out. Of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, email us, dopanicshow at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get podcasts, the audio version everywhere, and the video version on YouTube. Uh, and now that Spotify supports video podcasts for everyone, I've got to figure out how to get our videos on there. So that's on my to-do list um, so people can watch our pretty faces. Um, but that's it. We're done here. Now, I will say I, I haven't called, told Colby and Dan this. There's no episode next week unless you two want to do one. I won't be here next week. Because uh, I will be at a work event uh, and unavailable. So there will be an episode. That's why you got to subscribe. I don't know when we do episodes. We do them when we can. So make sure you subscribe. You'll get the next one in the feed. But until then, I'm Sean. They're Colby and Dan. We appreciate you being here. And we'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.